Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Toddy toddy, Ole Miss fans, and welcome to the Brad and Chad Show on the OM Network, brought to you by Blue Delta Jeans, made in the USA. This is the show by and for Ole Miss fans, where you'll get expert insight and analysis on Ole Miss athletics. And now, here are your hosts, former Rebels Chad Flowers and retired NFL star Bradley Sowell. It's podcast time. Brad and Chad Show brought to you by Blue Delta Jeans on this Wednesday. Bradley Sowell, how are you today, my friend? Good, man. Excited. Excited about the show today. Got um, got Ben Garrett joining us. Going to give us a little little portal update, a little recruiting update, and see what's going on in, in that world. Um, you know, it's been a week or so. It's kind of weird, like doing one show now. But um, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, we mentioned Ben. We're going to have him on here in just a second. Talk about the recruiting class, you know, signing days next week. we got the transfer portal that's still going wild. Lane has added a new coach to his staff. We'll talk about that, too. Yeah. Before we do that, though, it's been a weird last few days, uh, especially in the state of Mississippi, you know, college football in general. And obviously, I'm talking about the passing of uh, head coach uh, Mike Leach from Mississippi State. Yeah. Just uh, – you know, it's weird. You know, it's he he coached the Egg Bowl. They win. You know, fitting. You know, I'm happy with that loss now, considering how things. Yeah. Out. Likewise. Right. You know, it's he was such a huge fixture in the game, and it's just weird knowing that we're not going to hear any of those quirky interviews anymore. We're not going to see that air raid, at least with him at the helm behind it. Um, did you get a chance to? I know you played against him in your Cotton Bowl uh, your freshman year. Did you ever get a chance to talk to him or any uh, anything with uh, with Coach Lee? I, I did not, but I had the I was um, hit the guy that was his strength coach at Washington State was actually my strength coach with the Bears, so I got to hear a lot of stories mm-hmm. about Coach Leach and about how how funny, how interesting, how different he was. I know that's been stated before that that that's how he was, and 
Um, you know, I, my, my, my biggest deal with, with Coach Leach was I just always remember my dad, every time Ole Miss would struggle, he'd be like, they need to go hire damn Mike Leach. I'm sick my of that. You know, and I feel like everybody for years what's in Mississippi found, wanted Mike Leach to either come to Ole Miss or stay, or really Ole Miss. I know Ole Miss fans were, were stuck on him for the longest time, just kind of like the Dennis Erickson for the, for the longest time as well. That's all I remember growing up. You know, and, and you know, and, and, and with our age group, like we, we saw Mike Leach from the beginning to, you know, we Absolutely. saw him for, for quite a while and he was a big, big part of our, you know, coaching tree, watching football, you know. So I just always remember my dad, man, we need to go out and freaking hire Mike Leach. I'm sick of this. He's at some crappy school. He needs to come here to the SEC. And, and finally he comes to the SEC, and, and it's crazy that that it's, his last game was, you know, beating almost an egg ball. It's a, it's, it's a tough loss for college football altogether. All for sure. And, and, you know, one last thing that I'll say before we bring Ben in, you know, obviously this is our in-state rival, Mississippi State, but this transcends – rivalry. This is much bigger than that. You know, obviously you don't want this to happen. And and I think I, I listened to Lane Kiffin on uh, SportsCenter earlier today talking about it. And he had such a great perspective about how amicable this rivalry can be. Let's listen to that clip real quick and we'll come back and talk about it. Well, I was in the state recruiting yesterday and actually tried to go by Jackson, but obviously not good timing. Um, you know, and so you just feel it everywhere. And um, but like I said, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe this is something for fans that Coach Leach and I feel brought here that like there doesn't have to be hatred amongst the program and the people. You know, you can have great rivalries and passion, um, you know, and still love each other. And I loved him. And I feel like I kept hearing that was so unique. You're not supposed to do that here. And mm. he would say the same thing, you know. Um, We'd always just hug after every event and say, see you next time, buddy. And um, I just can't believe that's not going to happen again. Just really cool words to hear from a coach. You know, you hear all the the negative and the and the hate that gets spewed, especially in the college football world. It is kind of refreshing to hear both of them. They didn't really fan the flames like some previous coaches um, it different uh, in different times did. It was just kind of a hey, this is our job, but uh, we're going to try to do it our best to win. And then when the game's over with, we're going to shake hands and move and go the other way. That's uh, it is refreshing, and maybe some things, some good things can happen in the rivalry because of that. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's a, it's such a, such a far cry from from when I was a kid in, in '97 fight. All, I mean, Ole Miss and, and Mississippi State has always been, you know, pretty you know pretty intense rivalry, and, and and a lot a lot of the reason for that is because both teams were always dead average, right? Yeah, like you're always right, fighting sure. to go to a bowl game. You know, you're, you're you're always wanting to try to be the be the better program, but yeah, I mean, I think over the last couple of years, the rivalry has been it's been a great rivalry, but it's been it's also been cordial and. You know, I don't know if it's because they both came from the West Coast or whatever, and um, you know, but but they also are two coaches that are making these programs legit, where you don't have to sit there and you know play for your one game a year at the end of the year, whereas we're playing all year um, because we're good programs, and you know we still happen to play each other at the end, kind of like Ohio State, Michigan. You know, where, where you're fighting for bigger things than just winning the Egg Bowl is where I, where I think those two are were headed in the direction of, of these programs. So, yeah, it's cool to see, man. I mean, but it's it's all in all, man. It's been a sick feeling all week. Absolutely. Um, you know, knowing that, you know, you just, you just never know in life, man, like, like hug your family, you know, be thankful. You don't have time to, to hate and be negative in this world, man. It's, it can happen. It can happen so quick and happen to anybody. And, you know, it happens, it happened to a, a really good football coach and it sucks and it's, and it's sad. 
Yeah, for sure. And, you know, our thoughts go out to uh, the Leach family as well as the Mississippi State family. Uh, hopefully uh, some peace can be had from all of this. Uh, transitioning, not an easy transition to do, but let's go to our Nest and Wild hotline and bring in Ben Garrett from the OM Spirit. Uh, ben, how are we today, ma'am? Good, but I'm like y'all. Um, it's a really tough day because, like, from our age group, mm-hmm. Mike Leach, I mean, in general, Mike Leach is one of the most transformative coaches to ever coach yeah. in college football. Yeah, but he had the greatest impact on my perspective of college football of any coach ever, because mm-hmm. he changed how I thought football could be. You know, our life's passion is football. What are we doing right now? We're sitting here in the middle of a work day while some somebody's off in a factory talking <laughs> right. about Ole Miss sports, right? Yep. And because yep. that's our life's passion. Brad played in the NFL. You played at Ole Miss. You know what I mean? And yep. I, I grew up around Ole Miss. I mean, this is what I love to do. It is who I am, and that whole perspective I had about football, what made me the person that rambles and is obnoxious and stupid was really formed by Mike Leach and his philosophy towards football. So it it goes far beyond. I think you said it right, Chad. I mean, it goes far beyond any bullshit in-state rivalry stuff. I mean, this, this is a human story. This is a shared brotherhood story. And as, as, as much as Ole Miss and Mississippi state have really, been at odds and hated each other for so long. Uh, one, I think what is a tremendous legacy for both him and Lane Kiffin is how important it was for them to step in mm-hmm. and just dial it down. Be the adults in the room, right? You know, bring the, the temperature down. Yeah. yeah. Because it was, it was in an unhealthy place. Like it was yeah. getting to a place where I was, I, I didn't feel comfortable and I was complicit. You know, I, sure. I was talking just as works. much crap as anybody to fellow yeah. beat writers on the other side. I didn't feel comfortable going to Starkville because if somebody saw me, heck, they'd throw a bottle at my head. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I know a lot of people. I know a lot of people that are like that. They won't. They will. They simply will not go to we'll go. to either stadium. And that was my. I held my neighbors a Mississippi State person. I went over there the other day and was like, they're like, yeah, we don't go to Oxford. Um, and I'm like, dang, that's weird. Oxford. I mean, almost seems like such a safe place. And Mississippi State's the same way for a lot of our fans. We're like, I'm not going to Starkville. That's going to be a fight every time. So, um, that's just yeah. That is that is crazy. That's how a legacy. Was, it's yeah. a legacy. You know, and. and it's a sad day. It's a profoundly sad day. And I'm kind of like Chad. I mean, no, you never, Ole Miss never wants to lose the egg ball. All right. And Mississippi State never wants to lose the egg ball. I could not care less that yeah, Ole Miss lost the egg ball. I can't either. Because that story. man and that football coach in this sport, there are a few who've been as, as influential or instrumental in my growth personally. Oh, and yeah. then in the, in the game in general, I'm glad he went out as he should. And this is, is winning a game. Absolutely. So winning a game. And you can tell how important and how big a man is by listening to how his peers talk about him, mm-hmm. right? When you've got Lincoln Riley, um, there's so many, I, I'm going to miss names, but there's so many big coaches that, you know, Josh Heupel at Tennessee that credit what Mike mm-hmm. Leach was able to do for them and get them where they needed to be. Yeah, he was a great coach. He was a quirky guy, but he was also a teacher. Uh, of both players and, uh, you know, coach coaches, which is what um, I imagine most people get into this business for to begin with. And he did that in spades, which is, you know, all you can ask for when you look back at your career. And, so. and he wasn't serious about himself. Like he could no, laugh at himself. Wasn't. You know, yes. a lot of what, and I said this today on my podcast, Talk of Champions, um, like if you go around this profession, I mean, I make fun of Hugh Freeze all the time. Okay, because he's the most self-serious person ever. He can't laugh at himself. Right. He takes this very seriously. Then we all take it seriously, but in the grand scheme of things, where does football rank, right, at the end of all things? 
It's a passion for us, but it ain't our family. It might be your faith. It might be whatever. That's just football is down the list. But some coaches can't separate it. They equate it with uh, family and friends and belief systems and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Mike Leach understood where this was supposed to be. It's inherently a joyful thing is football. And he loved the hell out of football. And he was awesome at it. And it just sucks. I mean, it's it's been killer. And it's not just – and I think what's so interesting is like we don't know Mike Leach. Brad didn't know right. Mike. I didn't know Mike. You know, I never talked to him, but he was that important to me. That is a legacy. And I think it says everything about who he was because Mike Leach, there's never going to be another one like him in college football. Ever. No. And, uh, and what we'll do is uh, at the end of this interview, we'll play some of our favorite cl- uh, quotes from Coach Leach going out. So stay tuned for those. You know, he's got so many. We, we only boiled it down to about a minute and a half, but there's plenty you can find on YouTube or wherever you like to listen to those clips. So stay tuned for those. But let's move on to, you know, recruiting, the transfer portal. It's going wild right now. And Ben, the first thing that I want to talk about is some of the biggest news that Ole Miss got, which was a reaffirmation from Centarian Perkins. Yeah, right. He, you know, the, the rumor was Alabama's coming. And anytime you hear Alabama is looking for someone, okay, well, they're going to go to Alabama. And he yeah. came out and said, I'm 1,000% committed to Ole Miss. If you're not familiar with Centarian Perkins, linebacker from Raleigh, uh, Mississippi, he's already committed to Ole Miss. He stayed committed to Ole Miss. Um, ben, how big is that for this recruiting class that Perkins is, at least, you know, according to what he said, he's going to stay, uh, or his plans remain to stay in Oxford? It's the most consequential high school recruiting story of this cycle for Ole Miss. It's not close. Um, I've said this before, and I mean it. There's only one player was the greatest high school player I ever saw, like I ever personally saw, and it wasn't Brad. It was Laramie Tunsil, okay? (laughs) Like you saw Laramie Tunsil, you went, oh, yeah, he's going to the NFL. Like the minute you saw him, like the first practice, like holy crap, look Mm -hmm. at this thing. I mean, this is not not a human. This is a football robot made in a lab, you know? It was (laughs) incredible. The perfect football player. I have not felt that way about a prospect before or since until Suntering Perkins. I think he's that good. He yeah. can play literally every position on the field. Think about what he does for Raleigh. He doesn't just play linebacker. He plays rush end. He can cover playing safety. He can play cornerback if he needs to. He's a wide receiver. He plays quarterback, running back. He kicks extra points. He kicks off. Yep. He can literally – If I have a feeling that if they said, hey, Suntering, go play left tackle for a snap, he'd be fine. He'd be fine. Yeah. No, I, I, had a, I had a chance to see him down here in Jackson when they played MRA. I went out and watched the game for, for just for that reason. And um, I came away. I was like, man, well, at the beginning of the game, he was unreal. unreal. Like, you can see he was, I mean, all over the field. But he played so many positions. It was unbelievable to mm-hmm. see, like, how – I mean, by the time they got to the third or fourth quarter, I mean, he was he, – he had kicked extra points. He had done, he'd done everything. And um, it, was, it was crazy to see. But, yeah, he is – I, I personally think he could be a P. Willie type linebacker if they put the right weight on him. That's what I want him to do, but we'll, we'll see kind of how, how it how it shakes up. Well, here's okay. the thing, though. He's a better high school prospect than P. Willie was. It's not even close. Yeah. I mean, P. Willie was a two-star coming out of Tennessee, very lightly recruited, a tweener to a lot of recruiting services and, and people who do these things do this for a living, evaluating prospects. Suntarine is a consensus top 100 prospect. Yeah, I mean... And the it, only it, the only reason he's a four-star and, like... I don't know, Arch Manning is a five-star plus, according to all three, is because his last name is Manning. Because, right. honestly, if he, you cannot tell me that there are 60 players better than Suntory Perkins in this country. No, I mean, no, he is a five-star yeah, this, if there this ever was one. I mean, he was taking over the game, this Mississippi-Alabama yeah. game, and there was multiple good people in there. He was taking over the Diggum game. Ben, is he, 
is he, and, that, and my apologies for mispronouncing his name, Sunturin, is he going to be uh, an early signee next week or is he going to wait until February? What are your senses there? Because obviously if he doesn't sign on the 21st, there's always a chance someone else could come and talk to him and, you know, uh, get him to maybe think about something else. But do you anticipate him signing next week? That's the only unclear thing at this point. We don't know. I mean, the last thing he said publicly was that he's going to sign in February, but that's also when, and here it needs to be noted that he was, he's been committed to Ole Miss for a year, like over right. a year, yeah. you know, and, and the claws that Ole Miss has in him are deep. Um, he has everybody surrounding him that are Ole Miss people. It's not just Dante Moncrief. I mean, we're talking Shay Hodge and Mike. I mean, he's everybody. They're all yeah. around him. Um, I was told this time last year, hey, man, go ahead and put Suntering Perkins down on the, on the commitment list. He's coming. And then he committed and he's stuck. But it just shows how good of a player he is that Nick Saban personally oh, yeah. is, is covets him and is yeah. recruiting him. Um, and in the old days in recruiting services, if Alabama loved or if Nick Saban loved a kid like this, he was a slam dunk five yeah, star. So it over. makes no sense. Right. Um, so if you ask me how big is it, there is nothing bigger from the high school ranks this year for Ole Miss football recruiting. There just isn't because he's that consequential of a player. Um, he's a day one starter. Uh, at worst, his floor is Devin White. I mean, he is, he's a monster. And he could play any number of positions. If he wanted to go be yeah. DK Metcalf at wide receiver, he could. This is one of the best in-state prospects. He's the number one um, recruit or prospect in Mississippi this recruiting cycle. Mm-hmm. But I would argue he's one of the best to ever come through this state. Yeah. yeah now, I, I don't know what he's going to be at Ole Miss. I have no idea. Maybe he flames out. Maybe he was just legendary in college. I find that very hard to believe. Because I've only seen two players in person that I went, holy crap! A, a couple of buddies of mine, a couple of buddies of mine were saying they he remind, without the weight that he may put on to play linebacker, he looked a lot like Tony Connor oh, in yeah. terms of how athletic he is, and he can run a know, little better laterally. Yeah, than Tony. yeah no, but, he's yeah. way more smooth than that. He's way more smooth than Tony, I think. But Tony so, was like that. He was a prospect like that, though. I mean, he was a five star, yeah. and you knew when you saw him, he was going to step in and play. Sunturin is the exact same thing, except he's more dynamic in his explosiveness and he has more versatility or flexibility positionally where they can play him any number of spots. And he's it, going it'll to be play. interesting to see if they use him as like that Springer type role coming in just just yeah. uh, just before he gets on, you know, weight and then they eventually put him at linebacker. But it'll be interesting to see if they use that. That, that seems to be the, the correct fit. Let him kind of go around and hunt and, um, you know, track guys down. Yeah, like Jake Springer, Otis Reese, and Otis Reese is graduating. So, yeah. I mean, you could, like, if you told me right now, Ben, I, I promise you, I guarantee you, Sunturin Perkins is going to start where Otis Reese was for the last two years on day one. I'd say, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. He's yeah. that good. He's really, really good. Now, in addition to Sunturin, uh, the Rebels also have 11 other commits, and we're talking just high school right now. We'll mm-hmm. talk the transfer portal in a second, nine of which, well, eight if you don't count Sunturin or four stars. Do we feel pretty confident that the Rebels are going to be able to ink all those? Do we have any surprises are coming our way um, on that front, Ben? The only one I'm concerned about is Marcel Reed, the four-star quarterback who is. Yeah, I've been, up. dude. I've been. I, I know. You know. I'm, I'm probably going to buy into the the Twitter hype there. Freeze posted the big fish um, picture, and you know, you got Reed liking some of his stuff. Um, this will be interesting. I tell. I tell you what, though, like. What is intriguing for Reed, though, and I'm just going to look at it from an outsider standpoint, is he can start at Auburn and start right away. They have nobody. Uh, yeah. You think he'd step in and just immediately take over for Robbie? Uh, Robbie? Well, I, I think from Freeze, if you look at it from a um, from a hedging standpoint, Freeze got a little time, right? 
why not take my 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 decent quarterback recruit? Maybe 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 we go to win six seven games first year, but then all of a sudden he start for three or four years at Auburn, and and he you know Freeze is going to get a year or two to get it going. So why that's not get him crazy experience? So two years from now, I got a quarterback that's been starting for two years, and now he's freaking balling. So I think he can win nine games with Robbie Ashford. That's what I think Hugh Freeze could do. Well, sure. yeah, and I think it'll be interesting to see him in that scheme. I, I do too. I mean, Robbie's a great athlete, but I think, I mean, Reed can throw, man. He really can. P- people yeah. think he's some kind of scrambling guy, and he has actually got a great arm. I know he's, that Ole Miss evaluated only four qu- quarterbacks higher than him in this class. Four. Yeah. What's I, the deal? I, I, I was I was told the same thing. What's the? I, since we're talking about Hugh Freeze, I think this is a good time to bring up. Is is anybody else noticing that he's creating Ole Miss? Uh, point 2.0 in terms of his coaching staff over at the Plains right now. He's bringing basically everybody back. You know, Wesley McGriff, which <laughs> um, did not have his uh, the uh, best last stint in Oxford. Please make him defense coordinator. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, yeah, we it's Ron Roberts. It's actually a good hire for defense coordinator for them. You know? Yeah, we were rooting for that. Um, kind of strange that it seems like he's got a small circle that he lives and dies by, that he's just going to keep uh, he's going to keep running it back out there as much as he can. Brad, we've talked about this before. That's been one of his fatal flaws. Yeah. It's, it's like further evidence that he has not changed at all. It's it's right. not just about the DMs on Twitter when you say something mean about him on Twitter. It's also he doesn't have a, a huge coaching pool to pull from. No. He's never been that connected. And Auburn is a perfect fit for him because I think he'll win there. Mm-hmm. And also yeah, he'll be it. completely subservient and everything. But as far as the Ole Miss recruiting angle, He's going after Marcel Reed. I think Marcel Reed's going to stick. I think he's going to hang with Ole Miss. He's been committed for a long, committed for a long time. Uh, Texas A&M wants him too, and he's getting more attention now than he has probably the entire cycle because of how good he is and how he produces. Dude, he balled See, out. He balled, yeah. and, and this is what people don't realize: he goes to a great high school, mm-hmm. and he's he, he is a very very smart kid, mature mm-hmm. kid. I want to say his dad or somebody in his family is a coach. So everybody that knows him in that Nashville area that I know that are big Ole Miss guys are like, dude. The kid is going to be very impressive when he gets there. Very mature kid, like knows football, can throw. Like, like he's just a baller. He really is. And I think this could end up being one of those guys where we go, dang, man, he was kind of the sleeper of the class. Because um, you look at him on film, man, I mean, he throws as good as anybody. If, if, his, if he was uh, Marcel Manning, he would probably be number two. Yes. <laughs> yes. Same thing yeah. with Sunterine. It's like <laughs> sometimes you just look at prospects and you go, how? How are they not, you know, Number two or three, fine. Arch Manning is first. But Marcel Reed is, like, at worst. Sixth? I mean, yeah, and when you watch there. them on film, you could easily make – and I'm not just saying this because Look Arch at his Manning. offer sheet. I mean, Yeah, look he, at his offer sheet. He's got yeah. offers from everywhere. 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 And he's really good. And if you watch the film, I can make the argument that he he's more toolsy than Arch is. And yet he's, you know, the super prospect. But Marcel Reed, I mean – Ole Miss should be that excited. I know he's not Marcel Manning, like Brad said. But if he were, I mean, the talent is real. And Texas A&M and and Auburn want him. But as far as the other commitments, they're good. Um, I I honestly think there might be a departure as far as mutually agreed upon departures. I don't think so, but there might be with one. Um, But outside of that, I think they're going to be good. And again, there's going to be drama with Marcel, uh, but I still think in the end Ole Miss is going to get him. What what the hell are we going to do at tight end? Get a transfer. I mean, yeah. can we Y'all can we do something? Like, I, 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 I like well, the Arkansas State kid. I, I was trying to look at all the ones out there. That Arkansas State kid is is intriguing as hell. Yeah, I think the one that I'd pay most attention to right now is CJ Dippery because Ole Miss has offered. 
for the, yeah, the tight end Maryland. from Maryland. Yeah, the problem Maryland. is he's blown up since he got in the portal. Yeah. And Ole Miss was on him early, one of the very, very first schools to offer and show interest. And um, I actually heard that, that Ole Miss and C.J. Dippery were a little down the road uh, once he got in. Like, it, was, it, it could have happened pretty quick. And then Alabama offered. And he visited Alabama last week. And now he's supposed to come in to Ole Miss for a visit. If that visit happens, a whole new ball game. But right now he's a you know, media Al- starter here though. He's he goes yeah. to Alabama. There's no I mean he's gonna there's gonna be there's no way, dude. He's well Trigg did return to practice today. Yeah. He was practicing. Yeah. But you know what they but that's the thing. You, you need multiple as we've learned here since Hudson Wolf is a mythical character at this point. <laughs> he's been, he in. has a degenerate back issue, man. Come on. Yeah. But I mean like he, he what do you want him to do? You can't I, like I, get I a new I'm back. You can't though, go to the store make, and say hey give me a back. Listen, I, I hope Hudson Wolf's getting a great education, but you can't make the club in the tub. Come that, on, that, that, man. That, that'll be on every locker room. So um, we get it. If you're hurt, no big deal. Get you a good scholarship. But but like I I don't even know what this kid is. Like, he looks he looked like that dude when he first came mm-hmm. in. But but it, but my point is we need we need a couple and we need to get. I like the Maryland kid and I like the Arkansas State kid. I really dug in the Arkansas State kid, dude. He is his story is crazy. I mean, oh, it's not he like had from, from England or something like yeah, just be- begging for a D one scholarship, and now he's like, he's an athlete, man. He's yoked up too. I like those kind of guys. Yeah, far and away his best football is in front of him. His name is Sidu Trevori. Yeah. I was not going to try to pronounce that. I was raised yeah. right in the heart of Mississippi, so so Sidu <laughs> Trevori from Arkansas State. I think he's more of a possibility of the three they're in on that we know about, and that's Rivaldo Fairweather from FIU again, like Dippery blowing up in the portal, and then Sidu Trevori from Arkansas State. I think he's coming in for a visit pretty soon, and um, if that happens, I think he could be the option there. It's encouraging, though, that Michael Trigg, suspended as he was, was back for bowl practices almost yeah. immediately. That's an encouraging sign because it's like we forget what we were all saying when right. he committed and signed with Jackson Dart, right? Like, I was asking Brad, hey, man, who do you think is going to be the biggest impact transfer all these guys on this guy? Oh, Michael Trigg. Yeah, was, well, I think if you look at it, I mean, if you look at it, what, what Kiffin does in his offense, like – you would think that, that that would be the case. Now, I will say this, that the only – and I don't want to knock a kid. I, I think there's just some maturity that needs to happen with Trigg. Oh, yeah. I, I think the talent's still there. I, I just think he needs you know, needs to to maybe mature a little bit, and, and I think that's going to happen. I mean, it's, it's just sometimes in college football, you've only ever been told how great you are, and, you know, authority, it's, it's tough. And, you know, at some point you got to realize, like, hey, I got to home – I got to be a pro. I got I to, you know, prepare like I'm going – to take this on as a job one day. So, um, you know, hopefully this is this suspension will serve him well and he comes back and balls out. I mean, he's a great talent He'll, and it'll be great to add somebody with him. 2022 was an outstanding year for Ole Miss athletics, punctuated by the baseball team winning the College World Series. As the calendar year comes to an end, please consider supporting Ole Miss athletics with your year-end giving to help them sustain their incredible momentum. For more information on ways to give to Ole Miss athletics, Visit their websites at www.givetoathletics.com or www.championsnowolemiss.com. That's www.givetoathletics.com or www.championsnowolemiss.com or call their office at 662-915-7159. That's the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation, one of the many proud sponsors of Talk of Champions. The car buying process can be a lot. I know, I've been there. You just want to get in and out with a new car and the best deal. Simple. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford keeps it simple. They're going to take care of you, get you in and out with your new vehicle with a great deal. 
Their inventory right now is priced to sell, and what separates Allen Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from any and all competitors is they aim to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. Contact them today at 662-234-8000. That's 662-234-8000. Stop by and see them in person at 2201 East University Avenue in Oxford. That's Allen Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford to find your next perfect car, truck, or Jeep. Allen Samuels, let's be friends. The signs of summer are here. Freshly mowed grass, days in the water at the ballpark, and all the rest on the golf course. Well, that's how we do it over here at Oxford and Ole Miss anyway. And PXG Golf Apparel is here to make sure you're locked and loaded for round after round at University Course or Oxford Country Club. PXG has taken its mission to create the most high-quality, high-performance golf clubs in the game to their new line of apparel as well. With PXG Apparel, there's something for everyone. From pants, polos, and sweaters to hats, joggers, and skirts. You'll usually find me with a hat on my head. And PXG has nailed the fitted breathable. And my navy goes with pretty much anything. So don't wait another second. Elevate your style game on and off the course with the PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. Head over to pxg.com TOC and use promo code TOC for Talk of Champions at checkout to save 10% on all apparel. That's pxg.com TOC, code TOC for Talk of Champions to save 10% on apparel. PXG, a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When's the last time you thought about retirement? What about saving for your kid's college? In these crazy economic times, working with a professional is of the utmost importance, and that's where my friend Thomas Chandler comes in. Thomas is a financial planner with Capital Financial Group, and he wants to help you make the right decisions for your financial future. So give him a call today at 662-296-0186. That's 662-296-0186. 0186 and tell them that Ben sent you for a no-cost consultation and get started toward financial independence today with Thomas Chandler of Capital Financial Group. Well, yeah, he was the guy that, you know, you look at uh, Quinshawn Judkins in the season that he, that he had. Before the season, we thought that Trigg was going to have the season that Quinshawn had, at least no. in terms of production. Uh, so the talent's obviously there. It's not like uh, we made that up out of nowhere. So it'd be interesting to see what he's able to do in the bowl game, assuming he plays, yeah. and then, uh, going into next year. Uh, I, other think, guys- I think. Hold on, Dan. I think that's the single one thing. If you look at Kiffin's offense, where the where the struggles have been over um, over the last two seasons, is missing that that tight end. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and you know, first couple of years, I mean, he had hell. He had the damn FAU tight end. Um, 
that on the Mackey or either he won the Mackey award, he was up for it or whatever. Um, you know, Yaboa had a great year, but the last two years we have had nothing, nothing from that position that that is significant. And I think that's a big part of Lane's offense. And we've got to get that shit figured out, man. Uh, Javante Connor, they're really excited about him, the high school prospect they have committed. Um, he wasn't a highly ranked kid, but a lot like, and it's easy to say because he wasn't highly ranked either, but a lot like Evan Ingram and how yeah. he's built and how he can be a field stretcher, more like a big receiver than a true, you know, hand in the dirt tight end. Uh, but, but Brad's right. I mean, Michael Trigg was supposed to be the solution. Yeah. I mean, that's what he was supposed to be. And yet that's for two years, Ole Miss has had the exact same production from tight end, which is essentially nothing. So Harrison Bryant, uh, who you were talking about yeah, being on the Mackey. That was his name. Yeah, Harrison Bryant. He's in the NFL. Kenny Yaboa stepped in, produced immediately. I think any of the three that we've talked about, Dippery, Fairweather, uh, Sato Chuori, I think any of those guys could have that kind of impact, but I'm not sure Ole Miss wants that from one of these guys. They just need another field stretcher because you can't count on Trick. He's back. He's not suspended anymore, but he's still not the solution. So that's why you're seeing this increased interest in getting it tied in because it is more dire than it should be. And that's all because of Michael. Well, and I think that'll be good to push him too. Like, yeah, like, too. like it's it's always good when somebody shows up and it's another badass, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden um, shit gets real. You're like, all right, now I'm disposable. Once you become disposable, um, you know, sometimes it, it helps motivate you, and you know, you get to get up to your potential. But you know, there was just nobody there to to really. I don't know. There's nobody really to challenge, challenge Trig. I mean, if Trig shows up and he's completely normal he's the, he's a starter and there's no competition by him you know so i mean his competition was casey kelly no disrespect to casey but he's just not going to really push michael trigg for what yeah. they want him to do in this offense and any of these guys could do that because they're all not only good hand in dirt but um yeah they're more big wide receivers field stretchers you know in in the portal so there have been uh you know some def uh defections from you know texas a&m chris marshall now i don't know how accurate these are but uh you know, on three has predictions in terms of where they believe certain players will go. Uh, on three had Chris Marshall, former five, uh, five star wide receiver, going to Ole Miss over TCU. Do you have any inside information as to? Yeah, that's actually the case. Uh, I think Miss. that's correct. I think he's gonna he's gonna commit to Ole Miss. Um, he's actually visiting today. Let me make sure I got this right because I want to lead y'all straight here. Um, he's visiting today, as is New Mexico safety Adari. Halsey and their former teammates in high school. Okay. Um, and Great. the thing about Chris is he's he's not only a five star, but he was the number three wide receiver in the country last year. Right. Uh, he had some you know suspension issues or something this that and the other. But uh, Ole Miss is in desperate need of wide receivers and impact. I mean, I think they would take three if it was the right three. They want Ra Ra for Mississippi State, uh, Ra Ra Thomas for those that might not know, and then. Yeah. If you get Chris and then maybe uh, one of the handful of others that you're in on, I think they would call it a day. But like any of those guys would drastically, dramatically change the room because they just don't have anybody like him. He's 6'4", uh, can run. I mean, he is exactly the, what Ole Miss needs, but they need a little bit more too. I mean, they need yeah. uh, some speed. They need a little bit of everything because they, they weren't as explosive. I mean, Brad can speak yeah. about this better than me, but like they weren't as explosive or dynamic uh, on the perimeter as they were in previous years. They just didn't have that. I mean, it wasn't just because they didn't have Elijah Moore because they did it with Dontario Drummond, but they didn't really have a Dontario because just that's not what Jonathan Mingo can do. You know? Think right. about how, how big a field stretcher is. Think about Dayton Wade. He's a walk-on, like, but he's got a little speed. And the scheme that we have helped you know highlight a guy like that. Imagine being like a Barry and Brown. Um, yeah, you know, Dayton Wade can catch up many touchdowns and get open. I mean, if a Barry and Brown would, or somebody like that would absolutely destroy this offense. So. Um, you know, that, that that's the kind of guy we need as well. We need we need a big a field stretcher. 
One-time oh. Ole Miss recruiting target, Barry Brown, a five-star. They just couldn't win out in NIL money uh, with Kentucky, and um, I think Tennessee was after him too. Ole Miss finished second to Kentucky, but there was rumors out there this offseason that Barry was going to get in and that he was going to come to Ole Miss. That hasn't happened. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it just shows you that Brad's right. I mean, they're looking for a particular you know number as far as like three potential wide receivers, and Chris Mitchell will be a bigger one, and then they go get – the speedster, whoever that might be. Maybe it's Ra Ra Thomas. Maybe it's who the other ones they've offered. They've offered Trey Harris from Louisiana Tech. He's more like Chris Mitchell. He's coming in for a visit. They love him. He would be dynamic. Caden Prather from West Virginia, another one. They're all a little different, somewhat similar. The point is they're trying to completely overhaul that room. Yeah. And I think it says a lot about the lack of development from talented high schoolers that, that they signed. Yeah, you know, what do you say? What do you say to the people that are um, you know? Uh, you, you see a lot of a lot of chatter on the boards. People are you're disappointed, saying, "Oh, you know, they're, they're not as good in the portal this year. They're, you know, they're not um, they're not performing as well. That you know, can't get players in the portal." What do you say? I mean, it, it, are we behind on that, or, or is it the same as last year? What are you saying? I disagree with that completely. The needs aren't as splashy. They're not as sexy. Yeah. It's not a quarterback. It's not a tight end who's really like you know DK Metcalf playing tight end and Michael Trigg. It's not an edge rusher or two. Now they need edge rushers. But yeah. I think that that's a little bit further down the list because of need. So if you're not making the big splashy pursuits, it's not as sexy to talk about. It. And, then, and no. then it leads to an inherent, oh, well, you know, the, there's something's wrong. Nothing's wrong. It they're actually like, doing really well. I mean, they're like, getting kids on campus. Yeah, uh, no. They're targeting the right kids. I mean, Chris Mitchell is a stud now. And so is Ra Ra Thomas. And if Ra Ra, I mean, this is going to happen. If he hadn't gotten in the portal and then exploded, you got you know, Georgia and Tennessee was coming. That was pretty much done, too. I mean, it was like Malik no. Heath. They were thinking he was getting in in two days and be done. Interest happens, and that's fine. And that's why no. they're really expanding their their reach and, and casting a wider net. But no, it's not because – and also, they put the windows in. Kids can wait a full month now, and then they can right. wait for another spring. They don't have, There's no rush to sign now. Last, yeah. last year was like a three-week sprint. Not anymore. So a lot of different dynamics at play. And I think Ole Miss fans, it's hard because this is all new to all of us. But you have to be patient because the portal is still figuring itself out. Timeline, when things happen, when things pop. We don't know what that is yet. We don't know when the signing day is yet. These kids could happen at any point, but now at least we know it'll, be, it'll happen in a month. So it'll drag on to mid-January, and you'll get frustrated. You'll fall in love with some kid and you'll go to Georgia or whoever. But Ole Miss is doing exactly what you want them to do. They're catching a wide net. They're, they're in on so many good guys, and they're going to get their fair share. Of course they are, because it's Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss, and they've been successful for three years. They're going to they're be successful this time around, too. It's just not as splashy. Brad and Chad Show brought to you by Blue Delta Jeans, joined by Ben Garrett. Remember, Blue Delta Jeans, handmade in the USA to fit you and only you. Visit them at bluedeltajeans.com to find your fit using their easy-to-use virtual tailor. Ben, a few of the things that I have for you. You know, you mentioned edge rushers. Uh, one that I've seen that's been linked to Ole Miss is a, he's now a four-star. He was a three-star recruit. But uh, Andre Carter from Western Michigan. I think there's another player from Western Michigan. Maybe that's a kind of a package deal that they're looking at. Braden uh, Fisk. mentioned the safety from New Mexico. So there, there does seem to be some, uh, some at least some traction from the defensive side of the ball in terms of portal players as well. Unfortunately, that's the hardest position for this portal cycle is finding an edge, like a really killer edge. Jared Ivey was supposed to be that, but he was more of a defensive tackle in hybrid. Tillman. He was essentially yeah. Marcus Tillman. He's Marcus Tillman. That's exactly right. I mean, that's the perfect comp, um, which is a good player, but it's not There's what they thought they were going to get. And Kari right. Coleman was supposed to be an edge, but he's a linebacker. They can't move laterally. You know, so 
what he what he is next year, I don't know. Maybe he still goes pro because that was the plan once he left TCU. Same with Zach Evans, though we still don't know what they're going to do. Maybe they go to for a running back in the portal because you have if Zach's gone, just Quinshawn and Kentrell Bullock's gone too. He's in the portal. Only Quinshawn and Ulysses Bentley, right? So the needs could change and all these things could change, but edge rusher is something they need, and it's a problem because everybody needs that this year. Everybody. Yeah. And I think they're going to have to get a little creative. Like, they're bringing in UCF linebacker Jeremiah Jean-Baptiste for an official visit um, this weekend, and maybe he is an answer to that. I, you might not get the true, pure edge that you're looking for, yeah. but I think they might get a little bit more creative, and that's why you need to think about it differently, too. Oh, man, they didn't get so-and-so. He was the best edge rusher in the portal, but they maybe get a, a Jeremiah Jean Baptiste and two more and, and can make up for, can compensate for that. It's not as sexy, yeah. but it's just as productive, if not more so. Because if you look at the at the class last year, it was awesome, but they were kind of lacking. Again, Michael Trigg was like their number two signee. Right. What did yeah. they get out of Michael Trigg? Do you see any uh, other, because Miles Battle, which I was a little surprised with, he actually left, he actually entered the portal from Ole Miss. Do you see any other players on the roster that may dip their toe into the portal before it's all said and done? I think so, but none of them will be surprises. Uh, Miles Battle wasn't even really a surprise, and there's not no disrespect to Miles. He had a really productive career, and I think he's a next level player. Um, got the length for the NFL at cornerback. I mean, six four. He's got ball skills. He's a former wide receiver. But I think Ole Miss, as its roster is constructed, believed it could recruit to improve on Miles Battle. I feel like they could have found they, – they felt like they're not upset that he got in because, well, that opens up a spot, and we think we can improve on him. We, we don't want Davis and Igbenosin sitting on the bench. You yeah, know, right. he, had a, he had a bad finish to the year. Okay, that's fine, but we still believe in the talent. We need him to start. DeAndre Prince is coming back. Yeah, Where's Miles Battle supposed to play, right? So uh, I do think that cornerback is a sneaky big need, and they're in on a ton of cornerbacks. One thing I wanted to note is NC State defensive linemen, since we're talking about defensive linemen, Joshua Harris, he entered the portal over the weekend. He will also take an official visit to Ole Miss. So things are happening. I mean, they're setting up yeah. visits left and right. It's constant. And Ole Miss fans just have to learn to be a little patient. It's not yeah, like it was that's, that's, that's what I was going to say, Ben. Here's, here's one thing that Ole Miss fans need to take into consideration. We are not in the same spot we were last year as a team. You don't right. want to be in a spot every year where we need damn 15 no. players to, to replace you know starting positions. And all like these consequential it. positions, yeah. you know what I mean? Like the big exactly. ones, quarterback, for God's sake. Exactly. Our yeah. team is our team is essentially set. I mean, we got a decent core. We can add some pieces to it, sure, but you don't want to be freaking replacing your whole offense every year through the damn portal. I mean, it, that's that's just too much of a gamble in my mind. We got our core pieces in place. Let's add some good pieces and, and be patient. We'll get the right guys. Miami of Ohio cornerback John Saunders is coming in for an official visit this weekend, too. So, again, things are happening, yep. and you just got to be a little patient. That's it. Perfect. Well, we've got uh, signing day, early high school signing day next week, uh, the 21st of December. Then uh, Ben wins the portals open until uh, middle of January. Is that right? Middle of January. And then there's a second one, but it's only two weeks at the end of April. So, I mean, this isn't over if almost doesn't get a wide receiver or maybe they get we'll go one wide receiver short. They wanted three, they get two. They can get another one in April and kids will enter. And that's another thing you've got always got to pay attention to is like, are you going to be able to retain your roster? Right. You're going to have to constantly recruit your own roster, even in spring practices. Yeah. You're going to have to placate some guys to keep them here. Yeah. It's a very interesting dynamic, but it's the world we now live in. So um, I would just say tune in to the Ole Miss Spirit, OleMissSpirit.com, the Brad and Chad show. Yeah. Check it out. We're going to be talking about recruiting because things are happening. I think Ole Miss uh, is going to look drastically different 
in the margins, not at the big positions like Jackson Dart last year, but in the margins in this cycle. And that's where they it can take them from eight and four to the ten and two team they should have been this year. Hey, did, did the kid from Oklahoma choose a team yet? The yeah, Theo yeah. Weiss went to Missouri. Now, what, I don't what, what think the OU quarterback. The, what's, his, what's his name? Nick Ewers or whatever. Oh no, he hasn't made a decision. Nick Ewers has it. I think that's has a, that's is that, almost talked to him or now. A little, but not as it's not as uh, serious as a, a as a pursuit as I thought it would be. I thought yeah. it would be a little bit more intense at this point, and that just tells me that they have other needs. They don't need a quarterback. I mean, he would be he he would be uh, a luxury compared to what they really need. And they need wide receivers and a tight end and edge and hell, they could sh- they could stand to lose, get another offensive lineman. But they love also Preston Cushman and Cam East. So you know, it's an interesting place to be for Ole Miss because Brad's right. This is not the same Ole Miss as last offseason. It's just not. Uh, they're in a much better place now. It's about strengthening what you have. Yep. And they're, they're being very targeted in what they want. Glue this thing together. Glue it up. Help, help glue up the, the missing the missing edges. That's right. right well, well, Ben, we appreciate it. That's Ben Garrett. You can find him on Twitter, Spirit Ben. You can also go to uh, omspirit.com. Uh, he's also got a podcast, Talk of Champions, as well, if you want to check him out. Ben, we appreciate you. Well, thank you. I heard that I'm the like first recurring guest. Is that true? You are. Your uh, your 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 plaque's going to be in the mail here. You know it's Christmas, so the mailing's going to take a little longer. But around first of the year, you should have something to put behind you indicating that you're the first recurring guest. On I this. am going to hold my breath for that. I know, hey, it's not nice to know you're watching the show, Ben. I love it, man. <laughs> hey, I am honored. I got to be the first recurring. I am yes, honored. Sir. Thank you. Awesome, Thank you, man. Dude. Appreciate appreciate it, buddy. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. It was fun. Absolutely. That's Ben and Garrett on the Nest and Wild Hotline. Remember, Nest and Wild, created by Southern Craftsmen. Their mattresses are powered by decades of experience and passion for improving your quality of sleep, backed by a 99-night guarantee. Nest and Wild will help you sleep easy, and they're made locally in Tupelo, Mississippi. Find them on Amazon or nestandwild.com. You know, always good to catch up with uh, Ben. He knows far more than I do, at least in terms of the intricacies with the recruiting that's going on. So always good to get informed by him. Speaking of the portal chat, I feel like I got to tell a little quick story. So I'll go ahead. So, you know, I'm going to bring this back to softball like I always do. So I'm at the facility. We, you know, our team is the Knights Nation softball now, New Deal. Okay. In Madison. I'm at the, we have a nice facility down there called SPI. I'm in there, about to have practice, 2 o'clock. All of a sudden, a little girl walks in. Okay. You know, when I see a little girl, you know, two two ghost bats in the bag, I mean, she looks official. So I walk over. I'm like, you know, I, I mean, I, I have eight players. I need two more good players, and I'm very picky who I pick. So I go over there and I say, hey, you know, like, you want to come practice with us? Boom. She comes and practices with us. I literally picked up the kid version of King Griffey. Oh, I mean, really? You want to talk about sent from heaven? Like, <laughs> I, I, I was mind blown. It's so hard to find decent talent, um, you know, because all the teams, you know, they're already all assembled. Dude, kid is, and I won't say her name on here. Their dad is, um, is a coach down here. Kid was unbelievable and had no team. Just was up there to practice. So, yeah, at Signal of the Porter, we picked up a potential third base center fielder and the kid King Griffey um, this week. So, I mean, you can absolutely blast the softball. Like the best lefty swing I've ever seen. Tall kid. But, yeah, that's that's my portal story. That That's the kind of portal I live in. That's um that's good to know. I have no portal stories to uh I went to see I went <laughs> to see Dave new picks? You didn't pick up any new picks? No, no, no. I went to see Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock last night, which was good. <laughs> Um, that's about all I have that's worth interest in my life. So yeah, so that's, um, that's what we have going. Um, 
you know, I mentioned at the top of the show, Ole Miss has a new coach. Uh, we mentioned it last week. It's kind of a rumor that was floating, and it turned out it did have some traction. John Garrison is the new offensive line coach at Ole Miss uh, after Jake Thornton went to Auburn. Spent the last four seasons at NC State. You know, we mentioned that he coached a, uh, you know, the number six pick in last year's NFL draft. He had some uh, all SEC, uh, all ACC linemen this past year at NC State. So he's worked with Lane. Always good to have someone you've worked yeah, with yeah. in the past. So um, any thoughts there, you know, regarding well, the offensive line hire? Well, what's odd, um, you know, I don't, I don't want to get look too far. I don't want to be a tenfold hat here, but like all these coaches that keep leaving Ole Miss to go take the same job somewhere else. That's what's odd to me. Like it's very this odd. Is what, what time, like, I mean, how many guys have done this so far? Um, you know, I, I like Coach Jordan. I thought he was good. But but the question is, do they not like working with, with Lane, or is he essentially telling them to find somewhere? Like, I don't know. Honestly, I I, I, I won't even go dig for that kind of information. But, um, man, it is it is odd that we have so many lateral positions um, yeah, yeah. over the last couple of years, which, you know, maybe Lane has a certain way about it, and it's not for everybody, right? Sure. Just kind of, kind of like Mike Leach, you know, if you bring it, bring it back to him. I mean, it, it, certain guys have their own way of going about it and certain people can't handle it. But, um, man, I, I tell you what, it, it is it is a little bit crazy to me that we've we've replaced a offense coordinator, um, O-line coach, I mean, multiple defense coordinator, like, and these are just lateral moves. And none of them have become head coaches. Um, I, think, so. I think with Lebby, though, because, I mean, Jeff Lebby was also one. The only difference I'll give Lebby is that was his alma mater, right? Yeah. He, he went to Oklahoma. So I can't fault someone for going back home. Now, granted, there could be some friction. You know, just listening to interviews, I've never met Lane Kiffin, but just in interviews, he doesn't seem like the most personable guy. I don't know how he is to work with. So I'm no. sure there could be some friction there. But on the Levy side, I can get it. It's your alma mater, Brent Venables, new exciting uh, hire over there. So, But no, I, I get what you're saying. It is kind of weird that there does seem to be some lateral moves, at least in the other positions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, and I, I'm gonna look into the new O line coach. I haven't had time to really, really sit down. I know he did work with Weiss, I think, or yeah, maybe they worked together before. And that's probably that's probably that's probably what Lane did, right? He probably said, "Hey, yeah. you know, you're offensive coordinator. Give me a give me an O line coach you like to work with, you know?" Because I mean, it, it, in that he didn't, I'm not saying he didn't like to work with Thor, and I'm just saying like it's a lot of times offensive coordinators, offensive coaches like guys that that they can go into their office and say, "Hey." Um, this is how we want this zone play ran. Can you can you have our guys? You know, just like we ran it back in you know X play or whatever, mm-hmm. and, and they've communicated with it before. That's a huge deal, you know, to be on the same page. I've seen a lot of times where coaches have been together that that aren't from the same coaching tree and do shit different. Like I actually experienced that in Chicago when Harry Heastan came from Notre Dame and into the NFL, trying to work with Matt Nagy, who was a freaking Andy Reid guy. Mm-hmm. Like there were you talking about two different philosophies. We're talking about old school, like. Like just old school type blocking type guy to a to a new like fun innovative scheme. It, it was it was not a great fit for those two guys. So you know a lot of times you want your offense coordinator and offense coaches to kind of mesh and, and understand each other and, and kind of have the same same mission. Yeah, they did work together at Florida uh, Florida Atlantic. You know uh, they were together in 2018 and you know Florida Atlantic. You know they won Conference USA. They were 13th in the nation in sacks allowed and 14th in rushing offense. So there is some pedigree. Obviously, Conference USA is a lot different than the SEC, but they did see success in what they were doing. So while yes, it is kind of weird to see the turnover in the coaching staff, it is good to see him bring in someone that he's worked with and he has had success with. So mm-hmm. we'll see what that looks like going into next year. Yeah. Yep, should be fun, man. I mean, I think I think we should have four guys returning on that O line. Um, Jeremy James stays, so it should be it should be a solid group for him. 
Yeah, absolutely. So we'll keep you posted on any other items as well as the transfer stuff. Uh, signing day will be next week. We probably won't have anything when we record next week, but the following recording, we'll have kind of a breakdown uh, of what happened in terms of the signings that are going to be coming into Oxford. Uh, quick basketball news. Uh, SEC play is right around the corner. The men's team beat Valparaiso soundly last Saturday by 37 points. They got two games this week. They got UCF on Wednesday, Temple on Saturday, both in Oxford. After that, there's one more non-conference game before a brutal, brutal SEC schedule heats up. They've got Tennessee, Alabama, uh, a lot of ranked teams that they're going to have to figure things out in a hurry. Um, Kermit's got his work cut out for him this year because not not necessarily related to his team, but the SEC is looking like it's going to be a gauntlet. Have you seen their first four games? It's tough, man. I know they got I mean, Tennessee and Alabama one and two. Dude, that uh, that is the toughest it's a, first four games of the SEC that, that that you could imagine. I mean, dude, if we could go one and three or two and two, that'd be a win. I mean, oh, two and two would be a dream at, at, at what I'm seeing right now. Right. I mean, yeah. they haven't played the toughest uh, competition. They got blown out uh, on the road against Memphis. Going to need to see some new things uh, or else it's going to get potentially pretty ugly, pretty quick in the pavilion. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I, I like going to some basketball games. I'll be there at a few. Um, I, I like, I mean, dude, basketball is fun. I don't get into it like I do the other sports, but um, I, I definitely, definitely like going to the pavilion. Pavilion's nice. And yeah. It's awesome. Oh, it, it's one of the best places to watch a game. And, you know, mentioning the pavilion, the women will be in the pavilion uh, on Saturday uh, against, uh, excuse me, on Wednesday, tomorrow against Jacksonville and McNeese State on Saturday. They just came off another win against Jacksonville State this past Saturday. So good luck to them. Uh, last thing before we leave you, want to make sure to mention our sponsor, Jeff Griffin with Stevenson Griffin Group at Baird Private Wealth Management. You can go to the group's website, Stevenson Griffin Group. Com, or make sure and give them a call at 662-841-1900. That's Jeff Griffin with the Stevenson Griffin Group at Baird Private Wealth Management. So, yeah. So, uh, Bradley, we got the holidays right around the corner. You got all your Christmas shopping done? We do, man. We we are we are good wow. to go. I have I have a guest room in my house. Actually, the one you stayed in looks like a Amazon um, warehouse. <laughs> and today, you know, I go outside and there's a freaking four foot hot wheels thing i'm like how many more freaking toys do these kids need like i hate toys like anybody knows me if you know me personally you know i am a neat freak and i do not like massive toys across miles like i will secretly i'm that dad i know there's a dad out there listening that's just like me when i when i'm at the house by myself i try to at least dispose of like a couple toys that i know that they will not go play with or look at and I try to go get rid of them because I know it's going to free up space for the next freaking couple so you're the packages. Grinch, that are you're the Grinch, basically. Yeah. So basically no, no, no want, I, I am. I you am. want to impart wisdom as your Christmas gift to your children, basically. Yes. Little little things that they can put on their wall saying, hey, you know, here's a here's your little thing for the day to get you through it or a quote of the day calendar. Maybe that's what you need to give your kids. I like things that like can be hung up real quick or like I, I do not like them having tons of toys all over the place. It drives, it drives me insane, man. I'm telling you, like it's i wish i was a toy seller or a toy man. i can i could go on forever i could do a whole podcast about the the useless toys that every family has you go into every home across mississippi wherever like they have the same toys i'm like huh, you fell for that shit too that's that's hilarious you got that big old thing sitting in your corner and you're never going to use this is great but yeah that's i'm the grinch i guess yeah you really are okay so on that note we are going to leave you with some of our <laughs> our favorite mike leach quotes
Uh, if you want to, uh, you know, like I mentioned, you can check out other videos on YouTube. Always remember to like and subscribe wherever you find the Brad and Chad show. Uh, keep those interactions coming. Keep your comments coming to you. We will try to keep bringing those to the show, maybe even respond to you on, uh, you know, on YouTube or Twitter, wherever you're interacting with us. Bradley, until next week, hotty toddy, my man. To you, Chad. Hotty toddy. As coaches, we failed, uh, to make our coaching points and our points more compelling than their fat little girlfriends. Now, their fat little girlfriends have some obvious advantages. For one thing, their fat little girlfriends are telling them what they want to hear, which is how great you are. Glad to get out of here with a win. This is a tough place to do it. And, uh, you know, once in a while, a pirate can beat a soldier, you know? What kind of lawyer did you think you were going to be? I wanted to do, like, products liability, as in, uh, you know, if that camera explodes all over that guy, we'd sue the camera company and their insurance company, you see. This weather report here, what do I know? I'm a football coach. <laughs> I suggest you go out and do what I do. Get out of bed, go outside. Then you know. I mean, ten, ten years from now, there ain't, ain't going to be anybody talk to anybody. You know, it's going to be this. Do you want to go out on a date with me? I don't know. What do you look like? Well, I look kind of like this. Okay, well, what are your interests? Well, what do you think my interests are? Uh, looking into this thing and typing into this, just like yours are. Well, yeah, no kidding. That's what everybody's doing. Yeah, that's right, virtually everyone. Well, where do you want to go? Well, what difference does it make? Because all we're going to be doing is looking in this machine anyway. <clears throat> Well, that's true. In the end, it's going to be tough to perpetuate this, uh, the species. There's no question about that. Well, we're going to enjoy looking in this box, and eventually we're all going to be extinct and die out. Well, that's how it ends, you know. <laughs> all right. I'll see you. Thanks for listening to The Brad and Chad Show. Follow the boys on social media for more content. And don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been an OM Network production. Brought to you by Blue Delta Jeans, made in the USA. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.